Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer here along with Zach Berman. And we are in Nashville where the Eagles just lost to the Titans in a heartbreaker. 26-23 overtime loss. The Titans marched down the field 75 yards on 16 plays, com- converting three, three fourth downs. One of them 15 yards. And... Zach, this was a game it felt like the Eagles just kind of gave away, and that might be the first time we've been able to say that in two years. What were some of your overall impressions of this loss? Yeah, what you said, and I really think there's some losses where you can kind of stick your hands up and say, all right, they were outplayed. Uh, This was not one of them. I mean, this is a game that they should have won. They were up two touchdowns in the third quarter. Uh, They made red zone trips with a chance to win at the end of regulation in the beginning of overtime. And then, like you said, they had them pinned back on three fourth downs. And all they had to do was, was get one stop, and they couldn't do it. Uh, so you put those factors together, and that's how you lose. Now, you give, you give the Titans credit because they made plays. But I think when the Eagles are on the plane right now, actually flying back to Philly, they're going to lament this as a game they got away. Right. And, you know, these are, sometimes these are games you look back upon and you're like, Was this the beginning of a slide, or was this, you know, this the game that kept us from from making the postseason? I mean, the Eagles are two and two. I mean, it's early. We certainly have plenty of time to get this ship headed in the right direction. But right now, something is missing, and it's I don't know what it is right now. I wouldn't say it's a killer instinct to win games because they've won Mm -hmm. two of those other close games. But uh, I don't. The offense is not clicking exactly. Although Carson Wentz played well and getting Alshon Alshon Jeffrey back really helped him out. Uh, but the defense doesn't seem like it's been able to string together, uh, you know, one or two games, uh, two games in a row of playing at a high level. So I think more than anything, it's just like they just don't have anybody playing. They just don't have any of their units playing well at the same time. Yeah, and and when situationally you look, they're failing. You're right. And when you look at the defense, you you need to win away from home. And the Eagles did that last year. They had a tough win in Carolina. They beat the Chargers and the Rams on the, on the road. Uh, but but the home road splits with the defense, they're so pronounced. We've talked about it before, but you saw it. They couldn't get off the field when they needed to get off the field. And and the offense takes some of the blame, too, because the offense could have won the game at the end of regulation. They could have won it at the beginning of overtime. Uh, but but nonetheless, I think Jim Schwartz is going to have a hard time swallowing this one. There are a lot of fingers to point point. Uh, but let's start with the defense then, just because of what happened on that final drive. And, and you know, I wrote about the secondary you know, Jalen Mills has become a punching bag for team for Eagles fans, and while I think some of that is justified, I'm not entirely sure um, all of it is. I think there were there were a lot of guys in this game in that in that backfield that didn't perform. Mm-hmm. Corey Graham took sole responsibility for that sec, uh, for that fourth down, the one for 15 yards. Said he can get deep enough, and you shouldn't let a guy get behind you for 19 I, yards. I mean, that's egregious, and I like Corey. Um, I think Corey's a good player. I've said that, uh, but. One of the reasons you trust him out there is because he's a veteran. Because even if he might have physical limitations at this point of his career, you, you, he knows the defense, he knows how to play. Fourth and 15, don't let a guy behind you. It's that simple. All right? If, if they're going if, if to convert on something, make them earn it. I, I mean, to have them run behind you, and it was a simple pitch and catch. It, you know, it, it wasn't like a huge degree of, of difficulty there. He was open. It wasn't even a contested catch. That was an egregious error. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't like it was Avante Maddox, a rookie making Ex- that's that mistake. That's my point. Yeah, Graham's a ten-year veteran. Yeah, 
I mean, he's a guy that, that Jim Schwartz really trusts, and he didn't make the play there. And that wasn't the only one he didn't make on Sunday. There were a couple missed tackles. Now, look, they're dealing with an issue with not having Rodney McLeod at free safety. And what Jim did today was, you know, in base, down, uh, in, in base downs, you had Corey Graham back there. But he's just not a fast guy, mm-hmm. uh, at least to play that position like Rodney can. So what they did in certain, certain uh, situations was have Maddox back there. He's never played safety before. At least that's what he said after the game. He's never played mm-hmm. safety before in his entire career. Now, look, you know, there are some things that aren't that different for, for a guy playing back there. You have to you know, defend the ball. But, you know, technique-wise, you know, the angles are different. Your eyes are different. And I'm not saying Maddox played poorly because he wasn't back there all the time. But, you know, there was a blown coverage, I think, in the end zone where they nearly won the game before, mm-hmm. before he did throw that jump ball touchdown to, um, to Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. But is that what you would have done? Would you have, would Devontae Maddox have been your guy as a safety? Well, they really don't have options. That's the thing. I, I, I mean, well, maybe, maybe Trey Sullivan. Mills. Or maybe Trey, Trey Sullivan off the practice squad. I think Avante Maddox is, is, is a better player. Um, right. And that you're playing a center field role. Now, now I uh, agree with you there. There are certain things in terms of how it looks, your spacing, um, that – that if you haven't played, it's 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 an adjustment. I don't think that. I think with where they are on the on the roster, more of the issue is is you didn't really carry a fourth safety going into the year, and they got the and they got the Andre Hall. I know the Andre Hall can play special teams, but um, but he's he's on the roster. He's your fourth safety. He needs to play that. He has a cornerback well, background. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's like he's a guy who does if he doesn't know the defense yet. I mean, I guess I should have mentioned him before yeah. Trey Sullivan. I, again, I, I don't. I'm up. Maddox made some plays. He had an interception in the first half. It was a pretty easy one. Uh, Mariota airmailed the pass. But my point is that there's there's plenty of blame sure. sprinkled and, around here. And on on that note too, it's it's not just the secondary. I mean, a really underrated play in this game because we kind of focus on the fourth downs. I I, I wrote a lot about the fourth downs too. Was um, was Mariota had what I think a third and nineteen, and he ran for seventeen yards in overtime. Right. Um, that's a huge game, and that's that's your front seven there. Uh, the fourth down play to Deion Lewis, a screen pass. All right, he gets a first down. You don't let him get a huge gain after to get inside your red zone. That's missed tackling. Um, right. So I mean, this is the entire defense, and uh, and and the defense won them the game against Atlanta. They, they came very close to winning them the game really against the Colts. You know, they had a little more offense that day, but not that much. But the defense did not do enough in overtime today. No, they weren't getting the necessary pressure. Now, Mario was sacked three times and hit six times, but Carson went to the other side of the field, mm-hmm. sacked four times, had to throw a number of balls away to avoid sacks, and got hit, I think, 11 or 12 times. So This is becoming an issue. Yeah, this is an issue. And, and if we, I guess, we'll trans- transition over to the offense. Look, he, he played well. I mean... Carson looked a lot better, I think, this week than he did last week. Very comfortable. Whereas I thought there was a couple of rusty throws last week. This week, I mean, he shoot thirty-one yard fade to to Alshon right on right on the money. Um, you know, touchdown pass to Jordan Matthews went fifty-six yards right on the money. A lot of other really kind of sharp throws that he had made uh, made under either duress or just you know in a in a tight circle and a tight window. And it wasn't just you know there were some drops. I mean, uh, Nelson Aguilar did not have a good day. He dropped several passes. He had a bad day. This was 2016, Nelson Aguilar. Yes, it was, and we haven't seen that. And he had a year. lot of opportunities, too. No, I mean, there was, a th- there was a long third down, and Carson just ripped one right into his hands, and he dropped it. 
Um, right now, the biggest issues on offense are the, are the line in terms of pass protection. They got Alshon back. They made a huge difference. They were able to run the ball, too, at various points. I mean, they, they on that drive before, uh, before overtime, they just marched. Was it the one? It was it in overtime? Which one was it where they would just run the ball? That was the, the yeah, yeah. That was overtime. Five straight plays with with yards, right. and then they just they just stopped. They had a two yard loss and two incompletions and settled for a field goal. Right. So I mean, uh, the number one issue is the offensive line being able to pass protect. I mean, Lane Johnson and Jason Peters gave up sacks. Yeah, and Lane Johnson. Did Lane give up a sack last year? I mean, not as bad as today is when Harold Landry just got uh, around uh, him. And, yeah. and Lane, that's the same. He never lets anyone get around him. He's the most yeah. athletic tackle in the league. That's what, and it caused a fumble, and it caused it, you know it resulted in three points. Three did you points. talk to Lane after the game? I did. I, I did not get to. Okay, no. um, so that's something they got to fix, and it's not just going to fix on its own. Uh, and you know, you know, Jason Kelsey looks injured. To me, he's limping out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. He's got a knee brace on. I don't, you know, he's not been listed on the injury report, so I guess he's not getting treat, special treatment for it. But he hasn't looked the same this season. So it's not just the tackles. And, and the interesting thing is that, uh, I mean, Carson was asked after the game about this, and he said teams are really blitzing them right now. That that's it's kind of what teams are doing, and uh, I think you're going to see that going forward. Not having Darren Sproles hurts them in terms of blitz pickup. Wendell Small, I mean, there was a sack when Wendell Small just went to the wrong guy. Yeah, um, that was on him, yeah. But, and there's one where there was a, a late blitz that Kelsey just couldn't get over in time. I yeah. just wonder if he's got the same movement. But this is going to be something teams are, are going to try to do to the Eagles. They're going to try to blitz them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you have an exceptional quarterback, so he can make some plays. But he's not Superman, like we've said before. No, he, he needs time. Right, and you know he wasn't perfect himself. I thought on that third and three, um, right before the end of regulation, he threw one kind of away. Yeah, I asked him about that game or or that. I mean, throw. I can't kill him there. You, you don't want to throw an interception there. You don't want to get sacked and fumble the ball there. Give it or put it in a situation where the field goal is not a chip shot field goal. So I, I can't kill him on that. Maybe would have liked to see him extend the play a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, it really ties into what I was saying in terms of red zone. They were one of four in the red zone today, and that chance at the end of the game—that's a good shot. That chance in, in overtime—that's a good shot. Uh, and I bring it up because Carson talks all the time about situational football, third down and red zone. Doug Peterson talks all the time about it. If you're going to preach it, you, you need to do it when it matters most. You know? I, did you think like I, I thought Doug called an okay game? Some of my issues were like. Every time, they, sometimes they get the ball, they would get, and they'd be moving it. But then Carson would have like these deep drops, and because they were blitzing, mm-hmm. he was getting sacked. They were like they were starting behind the sticks a lot, like nine, ten yard losses. Yeah, I, I think one thing that, and I got to watch the game back, but just noticing watching it, they wanted more chunk plays today, uh, and it, it's something I asked uh, them about during the week because they've had to go on these long, you know, fifteen play, seventeen play drives. And I think they were really trying to get more chunk plays. They had the 50-plus yarder of Jordan Matthews down the middle of the field. They opened the game throwing one deep to yeah, Nelson Aguilar. They, they had a shot there. They had that deep one to Alshon. I mean, you know, yeah. Alshon made a huge difference, yeah. Well, but not enough. Um, but there was a stretch there where they didn't throw to him for a while. And that same goes for Zach Ertz, who had his yeah. first 100-yard game in, in almost two years. So it was just, God, so many missed opportunities. You felt like this was a game that they, they, they easily could have won. And didn't win it. And I go back to, I don't think this is the reason why I lost the game, but when it happened in real time, I did not understand why Doug Peterson, 11 seconds Mm -hmm. left before the first half, called for a run. Now, his explanation was, I figured we'd have 
eight seconds left, and I'd be able to to call timeout. To, throw, to call timeout if you convert it there. Throw, have another opportunity to throw the ball into the end zone, and then kick the field goal in case you don't miss it. But you can't call run there because run plays you can't. They, you don't know how long they're going to take. That's a exactly pass, what happened. A pass play, a quick one. You know how long it takes. Can, Boom. One, two, three. You practice them all the time. That's a three, four second play. A run play, you don't know. And that's what happened. Jay Jai got stood up and ended up uh, draining nine seconds off the clock. Eight, yeah. Well, yeah. Nine yeah. seconds because it went down to two. Doug called a okay. timeout and then they kicked the field goal. Now, who knows what would happen if they would have gotten yeah. a touchdown there. But I think you've got to give your quarterback an opportunity to throw in the end zone right there with 11 seconds left, especially the way that Carson's thrown the ball. So I think that was kind of in some. Some way, Doug might have left some points there. Yeah, and um, I mean, where I would agree with you and disagree with you, I don't think you need to throw to the end zone there. Um, but I, I agree with you in terms of not running it. I would have a quick rollout screen pass, try to get two yards, three yards, you know, a, a quick, easy completion. Well, okay, well, either. And then you call your timeout, and, and, right. and then you can potentially have maybe have two cracks at it. If, maybe. You know? maybe. That's tough to have two cracks there. Um, definitely don't run the ball. But probably more more than likely, you have to throw in the end zone there. I think just because again, you're you're trying to get you're, you have to think that there's a possibility you need three plays, including mm-hmm. the field goal, in eleven seconds. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's and tough. you have one timeout to work with. Yeah, yeah, and you have one timeout to work out to work with. So uh, that was one where I think Doug, you can certainly question him about um, anything else that stood stood out for you, uh, positive or negative. Uh, we mentioned Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, in terms of on the positive side of the ledger. Uh, I thought uh, Wendell Smallwood had some really tough yeah. runs. J.J. looked looked good. I mean, he's back from injury, so that's kind of a positive thing there. He had a leap briefly. The Eagles did come out on skate. Uh, not no major injuries from what we from what we know. But is there anything else else that I, I didn't touch upon here? Yeah, I, I think penalties continue to be a problem for the Eagles. How many did um, they have total? I didn't see. Uh, I don't have it in, in, uh, in front of me, but um, it, it's been you know, and on that final drive, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it was a big problem. Sidney Jones was charged with the pass interference. On on fourth down, um, earlier in the uh, second half, Jalen Mills had a really costly pass interference. That was a, that was a twenty yard gain, and then you know they just had things that 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 set them back a few times, and you know they need to clean that up. It's been an issue now through four games, you know. And the thing that the Eagles can't keep saying is it's early in the season; they'll kind of get their feet underneath yeah. them. You're you're a quarter of the way through. They're they're two and two. Um, you know, it's it's not panic mode. Yeah, they're still the best team in the division. But when you look at at it four games in, um, home field advantage is is, is going to matter. First round buy is going to matter. The Eagles can't give games away if they want that. No, this is a good team. You mm-hmm. know, they've lost two games by I don't know how many points, but not a lot of points. Yeah, this is a team that was in the second round of the playoffs last year, Tennessee. Right, yeah. Tennessee's a solid team. The one thing you can say was that they came into the game last in, in explosive, explosive plays with only mm-hmm. three, and they had four today. Um, What's that say about what teams think of the Eagles secondary right, right. now? Right. I mean, that's. I think the secondary is a huge issue. They I came mean, out they, trying to I go would go at Jalen Mills all the time. Mm-hmm. And look, and I, I'm not trying to kill Jalen Mills because I don't think he – I think that's overstated. Um, and this is a guy you won the Super Bowl with. There's been games where he's played very, very well. But that's, that's where his – that's his weak spot. Oh, yeah. And right now he's not getting a lot of help there too, and I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that you don't have Ryan McLeod working inside. He's got to deal with a new guy in terms of personnel. Uh, but that you know, McLeod was there for the first three games. You know, it's been there now all season, and it's something we'll we'll talk about in the coming days. But John DeFilippo knows this better than us. 
you know, and, and that's who's right. calling the plays against them next week. I think you're going to see teams continue to challenge the Seagulls. Well, we'll talk team. about this maybe tomorrow, just about whether they should move Jalen Mills. Uh, excuse me, move. Uh, well, move him into the slot. Move uh, Sydney out there permanently. Although Sydney had his share of bad plays too. I mean, that touchdown, the Tennessee went ahead twenty to seventeen. That blown coverage on his end. So. It's not like, again, as I started off the, the podcast by saying, it wasn't just Jalen Mills. It was a lot of guys back there that weren't performing well. All right, well, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McClain. We'll talk to you guys later this week.